Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, as joined always by my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you today, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. Woke up to some snow this morning. Um, I guess it's, it's still winter, so it's expected. So, I mean, it is what it is. It wasn't that bad. Nothing no. you know, detrimental. But I don't know what it was like out there for you. But, I mean, we, we, we had maybe half an inch. Yeah, we had two to three centimeters, uh, a little bit still on the side. The main roads are totally fine. Yeah, yeah, I know. The roads were fine. I mean, they were a little slick this morning, obviously, but I yeah. I, I, I leave really early in the morning, so uh, the commute home was nothing, honestly. So, I mean, everything is everything. But, um, nice. yeah, man, I mean, we've had a couple of days here now to digest the Royal Rumble. We did that awesome uh, review with, with Connor the Muller. Um by the way, Connor, if you're listening or whatever, anybody you listen to, he did, he did a really good job. He knows his stuff and he held his own. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. No, no, Connor is the shit, man. Uh, I've mm -hmm. always really enjoyed him. Uh, we used to have a lot of conversations before he moved back to Ireland and now he lives in Greece. So, the guy's living the dream, man. Mm -hmm. good, good for him. him. No, absolutely good for Seems him. Seems like a good guy. No, he's a he's solid guy, man. I, I can't yeah. say enough about him. Um, hopefully, he comes out this way again. And if we ever make mm -hmm. it up that way, hopefully, we can connect with him that way. Then, absolutely. That way. So yeah, looking forward to uh, maybe doing some more stuff with him later down the road. And uh, yeah. but yeah, no, it was really fun. It was really really fun to do that. I uh, like to do more of those kind of roundtables. So guys, any fans out there that want to get on with us and talk about a show or something that you know just went down, reach out to us. Let us know. We're yeah. we're we're an open forum, man. We love to get more people on here and talking with us and you know sharing our passion, man. Honestly, maybe yeah. wrestling or maybe boxing. Um, you may agree with us, you may not agree with us, but I mean, that's the beauty of it all, right? But either way, it's a fun conversation, right? Absolutely. So that all being said, guys, like uh, like I always say at this point in the show, if you look at the bottom of your screen beneath us, you will see all our links to all our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter, 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 yeah. YouTube, Facebook. you name it, Facebook, it's all there, man. I mean, there's really no fucking excuse for anybody not to find us. I mean, we really made ourselves public. So if you can't find us, then shame on you. That that's you're you're not working hard enough, right? All right, Chance. Um, what should we start with, man? The the fallout from from the Royal Rumble and kind of yeah. going through the yeah. All right, so let's start with what? that. So Pat McAfee, the original plan for him, man, was this. Apparently, they wanted him to be a participant in the Rumble, not a commentator. I haven't heard this, by the way. So it's nice news to me. Yeah, yeah. So he talked about it today on his podcast. Um, you know, he had some travel issues. Uh, not even Michael Cole, not Corey Graves, nobody outside of, I guess, maybe Triple H and a couple other people knew mm -hmm. that he was going to be there. Now, we've talked about, you know, how, how things get leaked and stuff. And this is the only way I think you can possibly make it happen, right? I mean, yeah. You can only let maybe two people know. And once he arrives, then you let the production truck know to play his music. And, you know, people backstage are surprised, right? That's yeah. the only way I think it can only work now, man. You can't tell anybody anything. So he was supposed to originally come in just to, to, to wrestle. But he said he turned it down because he felt he wasn't in enough shape to participate at that level. So respect Good for him, him for doing that instead of embarrassing himself. Well, well that's the thing, right? And, you know... I went back and I've watched the show again, really focusing on Pat's commentary. Cause I heard, you know, like when we were doing the review, I heard a lot of, you know, negative on it. And I get mm -hmm. what you guys were saying and everything, but what I loved about what he does is he brings a certain energy, man. He He's elevates it. Right. Yeah. And, and the way he approached those topics where he didn't know what was going on per se because you know i mean he played it well in my opinion i mean yeah he didn't know maybe he could have done more research but the way this all came together it sounds like it happened within a couple days time so mm -hmm. you know enough respect to him for 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 stepping up to that plate in my opinion i love his energy and i think he can be better i think he can do better and he could have done a better job on that show with with the knowledge and information that he was putting out there but what I think I liked about it is how he delivered it by masking it in a funny way without making it sound like yeah he did he hit some funny comments no doubt about that right you know so so I mean from that perspective I think from the casual fans perspective they wouldn't have missed a beat with what he was no, saying they wouldn't, no right Absolutely. but I, and again I think we're jaded man I think and I've read a lot of comments from from people who are legitimate fans of wrestling 
not just WWE, just wrestling. And and then the comment that I saw a lot in a different little post was that these guys were all disappointed because everything was predictable and this was this and that was that. And yeah, we were in the same boat as well. We called, I don't think we've called a pay-per-view right down the line to the point no, this where been the one everyone, right? Yeah. Right. So, but, but I guess that's a testament to us as well. We're jaded. Right. Yeah. I think we have to really? recognize that we, we, we consume so much product and consume so much content and research. Yeah. We know what to expect. I mean, in essence, you and I could technically be writers on creative. Yeah. Right. A lot of what we throw out there, not necessarily happens, but some of it happens. It's like they listen to the show like, oh, shit, these guys are right. We should do this storyline. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of like, okay, for example, I play the drums, right? Yes, people, I'm a drummer, right? I've been playing drums for 30 years now of my life. So when I listen to music, it's almost, you know, a detriment in that sense, because I understand production, I understand producing, I understand all the elements that go into creating a song and, you know, Mm -hmm. being in a band and and recording and editing and doing all those things. So you almost become jaded as a musician when you listen to music, because you're listening for things that the casual music fan or or the the music fan doesn't pick up on. Yeah. So I think, you know, we, we should address that. Like, you know, yeah, it sucks in some cases, but this was one Royal Rumble where I think that it was very different from many Royal Rumbles. Like I said, from the get-go, there were more people in the ring at any given time than I've ever seen in any Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's great. Yeah, you like, brought that up. Like when Cody came out, there was 10 guys in the ring. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, he came out number 30, but half a quarter of that roster was already in the ring still. So in a way you could say, okay, he earned the victory, right? Um, from that perspective, that's one way of, of making it like from a storyline, like, oh, he came in 30, he won it. Yeah, but he had to go through 11 guys to get there. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that. Rhea Ripley, phenomenal. She 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 just ripped it up. She did an awesome did job. Yeah. Um, on further examination, as much as I am a fan of Alexa Bliss, and I can't hide the fact that I'm probably a, a big mark for her, that match could have been on Raw, in my opinion. We didn't yeah. need that match. I, on the I was actually on Monday morning on the way to work. I sometimes listen to Busted Open with Bully Ray there. Yeah. And he was saying that he was a little bit, this is what he's saying, I'm not saying it, but he was a little bit disappointed with Alexa Bliss uh, because Bianca is such a superior athlete to her. Um, that he thought the match was a dud because of that. He said, uh, he's saying her character and stuff. Like he said what you said, it could have been on Raw. It could have been on Raw. And, but, but you know what? Here's the thing with Bully Ray. Like they didn't have any chemistry, basically, what he's saying. No, no, I disagree with Bully Ray. I will disagree just, with him on that. I know, no, said. I know that's what he said, but I will disagree with him. Yep. I thought the chemistry is there. I, I, I felt that the chemistry was there throughout the whole buildup and whatnot. But I just feel that match didn't deliver based on the buildup and the storyline, the way it was projected. Also, it was a little bit rushed in their defense, too, right? They had rushing through this because the Rumbles take up so much time themselves. They got to get these matches done quick. So that could have hampered it a bit, too. That could have hampered it as well. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're looking at a four-and-a-half-hour show, man, and they don't have any yeah. time limits, right? They don't, they don't have to fall within the realms of a pay-per-view format so to speak. Yep. They control their own narrative. So, I mean, a four and a half hour show and he still couldn't fit two single matches in properly? You know what? I mean, I, I let's go to the next one, that pitch black match. I mean, it only was five minutes long. Yeah. Like pinned, right? I mean, in total, that thing lasted 15 minutes. The Alexa batch lasted 15 minutes. I mean, again, we can point to Roman Reigns and the bloodline taking up a lot of time where these other matches could have had some more, but the way that played out, it was perfect. That was uh, well done. You know, that, that right down to the wire. That was a beautiful segment at the end. Yeah. Um, when Roman got hit by Sammy, if you look at the Usos and all of them, there was more disappointment and heartbreak on their face than there was anger. Until, yeah. until, was until Jimmy super kicked him and put mm-hmm. him down. You know what I mean? Jay Uso, Jay leaving the bloodline. I don't think he's left. He posted on Instagram that he said that uh, I'm out with a single red blood uh, teardrop, like a red teardrop sort of a deal. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, saying, okay, is he out of the bloodline? Is he out of the Royal Rumble? Is he out of that situation? Um, 
this is a really interesting dynamic chance because if you think about it, this story started in 2020 with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. If you yep. start, you know, chapter one was was those two of the entire bloodline, and the beating that he took, it almost, you know, he had to beat him, beat him down to the point where he broke him to make him a part of the bloodline. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I think we're going to see a full circle here now as this story progresses. Because I think until now, he'll stay in the bloodline. This is just me booking, right? The way I kind yeah. of look at it now. Um, I don't know if you're going to see Sammy versus Roman at Elimination Chamber. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't um, think so. Well, I don't know yet, but we haven't seen SmackDown. They didn't really touch on anything SmackDown related. They only showed the highlights on Raw this last night. So we don't really have any kind of knowledge of what's going to be going down. I mean, up until this Raw, the bloodline was all over Raw. The only thing is why I'm saying you're not going to see Sammy versus Reigns one-on-one in, um, I don't think, Elimination Chamber is because you know Sammy's not going to win because Cody challenged Reigns already. So you know Sammy's not going to take the belt off. him. It's not going to be Sammy and Cody at Mania. So I think because of that, I don't think you'll see that. Well, I, I think if you do see it, I'm not saying you're wrong and it's yeah. a possibility, right? But what I think mm -hmm. is, what I think can possibly happen here is that match still happens. Now, very similar to the Kevin Owens match at the Royal Rumble. I mean, maybe we didn't need to see it. Maybe that wasn't, you know, whatever. But that match is what built the story. It was almost you needed that match in order to get to that next part of the story here, which was the yeah. end of the match, right? So in essence, now with Jay leaving, with Jay leaving and walking out and not wanting to beat up on Sammy and whatnot, like who knows where this will go? Maybe yeah. he'll, you know, you know. So this is again a match to to kind of facilitate the storyline and to kind of carry it on to to the next spot, right? And yeah, then from be. there, you know, so that's what I'm thinking because this is not over by any stretch of any imagination. Oh no, it's just getting I mean, started. we we still have you know Owens and him kind of coming together to fight the Usos for the tag team titles. Now, here's what I think. I don't think we're going to see Owens until the Elimination Chamber, and he's going to come out and save Sammy. That could be. That could be. Right? Which is what will In his lead, hometown, get a huge pop. In his hometown, exactly, right? That's going to elevate them to a next level, and that will allow that match with the Usos to start forming and taking place. That's the kind of direction I kind of see it now, right? So, I mean, again... Let's find out. I mean, we. we I think after WrestleMania, you're going to start to see the end of the bloodline here. I think they're going to start to fade out. You can I already think, see. I, I think basically what you're going to end up having here is the bloodline will lose the title. Well, they'll lose the tag team titles, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Roman will drop the straps at Mania. That's going to be the interesting one, because I think I think the Usos will lose the title, and that will project. Jay to leave the bloodline more, you know, that's where you're going to start to get the real big cracks, right? I With think they both will lose both belts at Mania just because they're yeah. building Cody be the young, you know, hard. He's so popular right, right now. Now, uh, one thing before I forget, remember we were talking about, you know, how they were talking, you know, just the universal title, blah, 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 was the only defending one belt. Like going back mm -hmm. and listening to it again properly, they announced it as the undisputed universal champion. Okay. So it's both belts. Gotcha. Right. If it was, if they didn't have the word undisputed in there, then it'd only be one belt, correct? So correct. this is Cody's WrestleMania. He's gonna get the big that's like a Daniel Bryan kind of thing. He's hot, the crowd loves him. Well, the he's crowd loves him and everything, and you know, he's cutting the right promos. You know, uh mm -hmm. why don't we get right into it, guys? Uh we we've oh. taken up a lot of time, so Quick raw review here. So the show opens up uh, with the highlight package of, of, of the Royal Rumble and everything that went yep. down. And out comes Cody Rose to a boisterous ovation. And oh, yeah. everyone's yep. loving it and he's loving it. And, you know, I, I thought this was probably one of the coolest promos that I've heard in a long time, Chance. Um, I thought it was just really he did a good job. You know, he's talking about he soaks in the chairs and asks, you know, what they want to talk about. And he, he goes back in his career, you know, uh, talking about his first day in training and thinking that I'll be a WWE champion in two years to the point where he'll be the next John Cena. Uh, if he could tell 19-year-old self, you know, how it all is going to play out, would he have become intercontinental champion, trying to make it all retro and bringing it back to its glory? 
would he have become stardust and you know would he have taken off and done all the things that he had done around the world would he have started AEW would he have come back to the WWE and become the Royal Rumble winner and punched the ticket that no one in his family has ever punched before mm -hmm. a main event at WrestleMania out come the judgment day right we're just going to speed this up a little bit judgment I don't understand that whole be honest with you, all right yeah. okay so finn balor so was the original leader of the bullet club yeah okay in japan when he was there as prince whatever his name was right um then what happened was is aj took over as the leader of the bullet club right the mainstays of the bullet club have always been kenny omega and the young bucks right so at the end of the match he did his little tribute to the young bucks and kenny omega on um, when he was after he had won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's what Finn is referring to, that you're stealing all my stuff. Yeah. And that's why he's bitter with him. And, you know, again, you want to have a good quality match out of all those guys. I think that was probably the best match you could have had. I mean, those guys worked really well together. It was the first time they'd ever touched. No, it was a good match. I just don't like how Cody comes out, cuts the promo. You got Judgment Day coming out here. I know he's got the history with Finn. They have a match. It was a good match. But I don't think it was needed just because Cody's setting up to go for Reigns here. We're setting up WrestleMania to be that match. I, I got it. No, it's insignificant. I get it. But hey, bro, let's. But it was a good match. This. Let's remember this: WrestleMania is in April. Yeah. We still have two months. Time, no, right? no, no. I get it. I get. It. Well, February starts tomorrow, right? So I mean, yeah. you know, February and March. There's still two months to go. So you still got a whole month of March to build him and Roman up, right? Which is what I think will probably happen. I mean, how uh, elimination. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Elimination Chamber is, what, three weeks away now, right? So, yeah. I mean, ultimately, he's got to work something along that line. Now, it could be just kind of a in-raw feud because I don't think Finn and him are going to tangle uh, much here because, as we've seen again tonight on Raw, Edge comes out and Beth comes out, and you know. So so you're really setting up a match with Finn and, and Rhea against Beth and, and Edge at the Elimination Chamber. Right. Seems I mean, like, again, yeah. just just a filler match till we get to to the show. Right. Then after that, I think mm -hmm. after Elimination Chamber, that's when we're going to start to see everything kind of formulate here. Um. So here we go. The first match was an Elimination Chamber qualifying match. So four guys have already qualified for the match. I believe there were the four last guys on Raw. Um, that that you know the four last guys in the. Royal Rumble were, were already entered into this match. So this first match goes uh, Gable against Seth Rollins. Pretty straightforward match. These guys yep. work really well. They had their spots. Everything Great was athletes. beautiful. Great athletes. At the end of it all, Seth kind of emerges. So he's in to the next phase, which will be the Elimination Chamber. Now, I don't know what the winner of the Elimination Chamber gets here. So I, I didn't catch it. Did you get anything? Or is it just I didn't a match? Get, get that. I think it's just because the, the female, the female elimination chamber will determine who will face the champion that wasn't chosen. We'll get to that yeah. later, right? So we know there's something of value for that elimination. I think the man is just for bragging rights. Fair play, man. Sometimes it's just nice to see something like that, right? Yeah. Eos Sky against Candice LeRae, solid match here. Um, mm -hmm. basically LeRae, LeRae. Oh, sorry, pardon me. Um. Bailey's out there. So is Mia, Mia Yim. They're out there supporting each, you know, they're, they're, they're friends. Uh, Candice gets distracted by Bailey. Eo yep. with the click roll up. That's a quick match there. But again, great work by these girls. I love watching them wrestle. Um, they're not afraid to take serious bumps and they're not, to, no, they don't. they're not afraid to hit hard. Right. So, I mean, respect to that. I love that. I love it a lot. Uh, also, so we're, we go to the second, um, Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Johnny Gargano versus one Baron Corbin. I hope better things for Baron Corbin. I don't like this. Um, I don't like how they let Johnny beat Baron Corbin. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, Gargano is going to the Elimination Chamber. But I think, again, I hope this is not another one of those kind of, okay, we're going to repackage Baron again because now he's on a losing it, You team. know what? It's time to let Baron go and send him to AEW. If you, if you can't ever let the guy win, all these different characters, none of them stick. Let the guy go. We'll let him go make his name somewhere else because it's just becoming. He'll be. He's going to be brought down so many different times. You're never going to bring the guy back up again. Like he's been kicked so many times down. A little guy like Johnny Gargano is beating a six foot eight Golden Gloves boxer. Like it's just. I don't like it. 
No, fair enough. I get That's it. No, no, and yeah. I, I can't disagree with you. But you know what, though? I mean, at the end of the day, you can have the most amazing character in the world, but if the crowd's not buying into it, and ultimately that's what it comes down to. You know, you can work. Yeah, no, some of it's on Baron Corbin too. It's not all creative's fault. Some of it's yeah. on him too. Right. But 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 Baron has been awesome. I've always like you know Dude, him and Madcap was money together. They were so funny and great. I don't know why they didn't keep that rolling. They should have kept that going. They were great. I don't know how long that would have lasted though, right? Like, I mean, also, I hear what you're saying. It was good, but at some point mm-hmm. it had to end, right? But I mean, with Baron Corbin himself as the individual, I think he's done an amazing job. it's hard to be a heel at the level that he is you know in this day and age of professional wrestling it's hard to be a heel oh yeah right it's hard it's it's easier to get people to cheer for you than to boo for you now whereas Mm -hmm. in the past it was the other way around i mean it was super easy to be a heel and you had to work your ass off to be a face right to to keep everyone happy but in the case of this guy unfortunately the crowd's just not buying into him it's not it's not a lack of effort on his part, I don't think at all. No, he works his butt off in the ring. He's done everything they've asked him to do. He's he's done it this all. This JBL thing doesn't work, it doesn't match. I don't like it. Like I get JBL's great at what he does, but it's not clicking. Something's well, not, I, not I, catching on. I, I think they made a mistake with all the poker games. I think you just stick to the ring work mm-hmm. and you build the character as this vicious wrestling god. You know, the next wrestling god. That's what he keeps calling mm-hmm. him. So if you're going to be that guy, you got to start coming out and being vicious in the ring. Just start guys down, right? yeah. And just really coming out and get rid of the poker games. Get rid of Personally, myself, yeah. I was booking it. Yeah, yeah, like you said, the next wrestling god. He's what, six foot eight, Golden Gloves boxer. Johnny Gargano's what, five seven, five eight. Come out there, beat the crap out of him one minute, throw him like a ragdoll, pin him, boom, let's go. You're done, you little guy. Like, that's what they need to do with the guy. Make him a monster, make him tough. They're making I, him look weak. Well, we already know who he is. We already know he's strong. We know that he can go against the likes and hold his own against the likes of a Drew McIntyre. Uh, all the big guys in there, he can hold his own no, against a Bobby Lashley, right? Like, believably hold his own. That's what I oh, mean. Yeah. Like in Absolutely. a match, right? Yeah. So what this guy needs to do, and I, again, who who am I, who are you to say, but this is just my opinion. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the biggest mistake JBL and these guys have made was not building him in the ring the way they should have. The, the, yeah. the backstage segments could have waited. You didn't need those, right? This is not ABA, right? I know. You got to come out, because I mean, when he first came out, the promos that JBL was cutting on him, or cutting on the crowd was the right direction. But Baron, you know, they didn't let Baron pick up on that or allow Baron to continue with that, in my opinion. Yeah, no. Right? And that's where you beat the shit out of people. That's where you put him in the ring with an Ali. That's where you put him in the ring with, like, you know, I don't know, whoever the case may be. They just had him last night, Johnny Gargano. Pound right? that guy out. Pound that, that guy out. But if mm-hmm. beat the shit out of them. Do what you got to do. And, yeah. and, you know, build the character from that perspective. You know who's doing a good job of this right now? Lacey Evans. Yeah. That character that she is now, the Marine, which I think she should have been from the get-go. Right? It was a built-in character for her. She's a war vet, blah, blah, blah. Face or heel, people would have gotten behind it. Right? But yeah. she's working her ass off and she looks menacing, her facial expressions, everything. If I almost feel that she's found her character now. She's finally found her way. She's meshing pretty well for yeah. Right? And it's working. And she's being vicious in the ring. The beatdowns, the stuff that she's doing, that camel clutch that she did on Raw or on SmackDown at, uh, on Friday, you know, just not letting go of it. That's what yeah. Baron Corbin should be doing. Absolutely. Right? So in one direction, they have it. The other direction, they still can't figure it out. But again... It is what it is. All right. So we have two interesting back-to-back segments here on Raw now. One is the VIP lounge with MVP, his special guest, Austin Theory. It starts all nice and everything until they get to the elimination chamber. And, you know, Austin Theory starts drawing off and going off on MVP. Out comes Bobby Lashley. Uh, Theory avoids the spear, but MVP ends up eating it. And uh, that's pretty much the end of that segment. So I don't know what direction they're going with that. What about Uh, Triple Threat? Mania, Lashley, Lesnar, Theory, and Theory beats them both. Um, it's a possible, but what I understand, you're going to see. I like to see that. Theory. Well, I think you're going to see two single matches out of that. I think this is 
Theory versus Cena is probably much a done deal. Um, and I think you're going to get Lashley and and Brock at Mania. Yeah, you that's, never know. That's what, what I'm thinking. thinking. I'd say last minute he's busy or doesn't want to. You never know what guys that came in the Raw, right? So, but yes, it could be. But I'd love to see that. But yeah, well, like I said, I mean, and I'll get to this in a minute because it's something I I read before we went on air here. But um, let's just finish Raw up here really quick, yeah, and yeah, then we'll ahead. get back to that, right? So then the next segment we have was the Miz uh, doing Miz TV. <laughs> And classic Miz complaining, right? You know, I shouldn't have been eliminated. I shouldn't have been number three, blah, 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 blah. Typical Miz, very angry. You know, the world's against him. He gets no opportunity. Yet, if you think about it, this guy's got more opportunity than anyone else, you know, as a character meeting-wise, right? And he's been around forever, too. And yeah. he's been around forever, right? So, I mean, hey, dude, you've not gotten fired yet. And you've, you've you know, dodged all those bullets. So, fuck off. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> Out comes a returning. Oh no, Adam Pierce comes out. I apologize. Adam Pierce comes out. Goes, listen, Miss, and I think he was, you know, agreeing with what we were just saying here. And he goes, look, you, you know, you want your opportunities, blah blah blah. Rick Boogs returns. That was uh, we cool. haven't seen we haven't seen Boogs in a while. That dude's huge, man. Ah, uh, dude, he's Jack. He looks good. He's good. He's fun. He's good character. He's Enjoy funny, him. man. He's huge, and uh, he beats up Miz in his suit. And uh, basically, that's that match right there, man. I mean, what else do we want to say? Uh, yeah. He just brings the power and everything. So it's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, we basically go back and do a segment where they look back at the Royal Rumble again, this time focusing on Roman Reigns and the whole bloodline story. We won't bother you with that because everybody already knows what went down. And um, I guess we're just kind of looking at the future now. Now. Here's another segment I thought was really, really cool and kind of shoot slash kayfabe. I don't know, man, but some buttons were pushed here. I don't know if Becky was prepared for what Bailey said or if she got the okay to say it. Becky, Bailey comes out and she's excited. She's happy that she eliminated Becky Lynch and let's end it and it's over. And as she's about to move on to the next chapter, the music hits and out comes Becky who says, listen, you know what? They go back and forth and says, I want that match, you know, that the iron the uh iron steel cage match, sorry, uh mm -hmm. next week on Raw, you know, like let's do it, you know. Um, but before that happened, Bailey said this, and I don't know if you caught it or not. She goes, The only reason Seth married you is because he knocked you up. I caught that. It was a good line. It could be some truth in that, too, possibly. Well, it could be possible truth, but at the same time, wow, man, what a dig, eh? Yeah, it was good. Now, that's a fucking heel. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it's good to see some of that stuff. Like, well, you don't see that that often, that realness, you know? Well, and the history and the history with those two, right? I mean, you know, they go right back from day one, in essence, walking into those doors together and and the storylines with the four of them. And, you know, if you think about it, it was always Charlotte and Sasha and who took third, you know, the third spot was always between Bailey and, and Becky in essence, yeah. right. They had to fight a little bit harder than the other two. Ultimately. It's good when you get the promos and they touch a little bit of realism, and they blur those lines like Michaels and Brad Hart, like and Kevin Nash and CM Punk were going at it. You get some of that realness where the story just makes it, you can invest in it more when you hear that kind of stuff. No, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> it was kind of like an interesting comment that Seth made uh, at the launch during the Royal Rumble. They did the launch for the uh, 2K23 WWE game coming out this year. So uh, I guess one of the guys from the video game companies or whatever, whoever it was, was just interviewing Seth and he asked him about CM Punk. You know what he I said? heard this. I love this. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and he, he basically said, Don, no, we don't want to bring back cancer back here. Absolutely. He's, he, he, there's no point. He's not a bit fan favorite like he used to be. I don't think that was kayfabe. And I don't think that was kayfabe at all. No. I think that was legit, right? I mean, those interviews were legit. So I don't know if Punk has commented or said anything about it. I haven't seen anything, but uh, I'm sure that we'll see something here soon. Carmella's back. Yeah, seen that. So she's going to be in the women's elimination chamber match here. You know what? I completely forgot a segment, bro. Rhea Ripley comes out and she makes her decision on who she's going to defend Flair. and who she wants to pick. Now, I said to you guys in the uh, Royal Rumble review show that this isn't a close case 
for for Bianca Belair versus her because she's got a great story arc with Charlotte Flair as well. Yeah, more arrogant and um, arrogant and confident. Rhea Ripley back in 2018 challenged or 2019 challenged uh, Charlotte Flair for for you know at, at WrestleMania and what have you, and she lost. So she wants to go back and redeem herself and and. Wow. So that's going to be a really cool match, man. Two built-in storylines. I think it's going to be really fun. I think you're going to get a different Rhea this time. She was younger. And the way they played that match out, they showed it. They showed her as the inexperienced, you know, uh, individual coming into the match and what have Mm -hmm. you. They played it really well. This time around, I think Rhea is just going to be a different beast. Um, I hope she wins. I really do. But that means that she's moving over to SmackDown. So that means... Not me. I'd rather... I prefer Charlotte to win it, but you you are right, and Rhea will probably win it, just like Cody Rhodes is going to win. So hopefully they swerve us somehow and change it up. They don't want to be too predictable and obvious, you know. It's like when Lesnar entered the streak; nobody's seen that coming. That's the stuff that makes wrestling special. Nobody would have guessed that, and then boom, he wins, right? It means something like that every now and again, right? Well, I think I think something like that to happen, Chance. And again, it all goes back to spoilers and people are spilling the beans on shit. Mm-hmm. I think that has to be a decision that's made with like five minutes left in the match. Yeah, creative. Yeah, you know, and that's when when Triple H or whoever it is whispers to the ref, "Okay, spread the word. This is the ending." You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No. I think that's the only way you're going to get a swerve in this, right? I I almost feel that Cody won't win. I have a feeling that that for, for... oh he's going to win. I'm pretty no positive. no no no. Here's what I'm thinking because I I don't think the whole bloodline can lose all its gold in one night, right? If they use... that, well, maybe then maybe then Sammy and Kevin won't win the belts, but Cody Rhodes, dude, just the buildup they've given him, the winning the rumble, the whole tech injury. No, uh, I get it. I get it all. I get it all. But I think the bigger story with, with Roman and the bloodline and all that. I mean, again, I, I'm only guessing based on what I we'll know. See, right, yeah. now, right. I just have a feeling at this moment. I hope Cody doesn't win. I don't want him well, to win. We're, we're, we're not making our predictions for the WrestleMania yet. No, we're just out there. Right? So, like, I'm, I'm saying right now, just based on what knowledge I know and what I think could possibly happen, I think that's what's, what we're going to see at, at um, Mania. You know? And, and, and ultimately, be- I think it's going to come down. I don't know why, but I think we're going to get a full 360 on this and the storyline will basically end with Jay versus Roman at some point. In terms of the bloodline story, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Again, just all speculation, guys and gals. Um, yeah, so that's basically we'll it. See what happens. You never know. Um, I got to say, man, Logan Paul. You see, you see what Logan Paul did today? You know, um, Let's, let's hold that thought. Let's just finish Raw really quick here. There was a backstage segment with the Street Profits um, and, and uh, Rick Boogs and Elias. Now, here's a storyline that I think they just planted some seeds for here, man. And we're going to see something at Mania here. So they're all talking about going out and celebrating. But you could see there's some tension between Elias and Rick Boogs because Elias is a guitarist and so is Rick Boogs. And both use their yep. guitars as a part of their 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 act and what yeah, they do. That's true. So I, I I thought that was kind of fun and interesting. You know, Elias kind of t- was taken aback by by Rick Boogs and saying, yeah, you did okay, blah, blah, blah. But you can see that the two guitar guys are going to have probably a fun segment at one of these pay-per-views as a guitar yeah. off or something. And one of them will probably turn heel. Yeah, and smack the other one over the head with that guitar. Exactly. One plays an acoustic, one plays an electric. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see where they go with this. Um, basically, why don't we just basically go to the main event now? Um, oh, Bronson Reed beat Dolph Ziggler. So just if anybody yep. wants to know, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. Cody beats Finn with outside help from Edge and, and um, Beth. A good match, solid match. I think that this is the, I think this is the way to end it. You don't hurt Finn by losing. Because of the way he lost and what happened to get him to lose. And it also keeps Cody strong. Overall, I thought for, for the first Raw after the Royal Rumble, I thought it was a decent show. It had a good flow. Right. Um, can't complain too much about any of it. We didn't see Bianca on the show, I don't think. No. I don't think we saw up. we didn't see Alexa as well. So 
Um, again, we'll see where this kind of all goes. A female elimination chamber match is set to determine who will face Bianca at WrestleMania. So there is a reward there. Like I said, Carmella has come back to the fold. She's back after, um, unfortunately, having a miscarriage. I think she had two um, miscarriages. That's too bad, too unfortunate. But she looks great. Chelsea Green emerged. Her character yeah. is what I thought it would be. She's a Karen. And uh, it should be interesting. I think she's going to be a comedy character. But let's see. Hopefully, she can stay healthy. Oh, yeah. all right. So very quickly before we get to Logan Paul, because I want to hear this because I only saw something very small. So I don't know exactly what happened. Um, plan for Stone Cold Steve Austin. So this is what I know. And this is what Dave Melcher knows. So this is where I've kind of got it from. Apparently, Austin is not looking to wrestle at Mania this year, but he hasn't turned down the possibility of doing something on camera. But he doesn't think he's going to wrestle. So that being he's said, pretty, he did great, but he's in pretty rush shape. The guy can barely walk. So I mean, he well, did awesome at last minute, but he he knows his body, right? But he knows his body, you know. So so basically, you know, we we know now that we probably won't get the Rock and we probably won't get Austin at this mania in in the ring, anyways. So let's see kind of where it goes. But then again, this could be just all a fucking swerve, man. Like, I don't think Brock swerve. or Austin won. Well, they're old, like they're old in their fifties and. And like I said last, I said it many times. Last time Rock wrestled, he wasn't very good. He's a great character. Don't get me wrong; he can have a a great storyline. But in ring, Rock's Rock's a real athlete. Like you know, he want he prides himself on being good. And if he's not yeah. going to go out there and be a shell of himself, that's why he's no. not doing. He'll stay busy. But no. I, I I think the match between him and Roman would be not you know exactly Hogan Rock, but it would have that same kind of feel. And I think that match would play out in that way if he were to come and fight. That's just my thinking, right? It's going to be a lot more ring entrances and fucking posturing in the ring before you even tie up. I mean, you're probably, if those guys were to fight at Mania, I think 20 minutes of that match would be the ring entrances and those who just staring each other down and looking at the crowd. And they probably only touch for five to seven minutes. And that would be the end of the match. And you know, if those guys have a match, you're going to have the Seth Rollinses and Cody Rhodes complaining that, you know, part-timers get the, the big spot and that. The reason why the guys like Rock and Lesnar get the spot is because they draw the money and they're super popular. So okay. that's what the other so, guys have to understand, right? I want to touch on that because basically what you just said, Kofi Kingston, uh, in a recent article as well, just said that he made more like, okay, yeah, it sucked the way he lost to Brock. In 30 mm -hmm. seconds or whatever the case may be, it was basically a squash match, right? For when they debuted yep. on, on Fox. But he said that I made more money that night exactly. fighting him than I've in any other match that I've had in my whole time. And this is a guy who's been in 15 Royal Rumbles. So, yeah, there's, and that there's paycheck ease the pain pretty right? good. And that paycheck, that particular fight, wasn't even on a pay per view, mm -hmm. it was on network TV. So, again, guys, say what you want to say about part-timers and whatnot. Guys like The Rock, guys like Austin, guys like Brock. And you know what? No, just those three. I was going to say Goldberg. Logan Paul. Um, I No, I won't put Logan Paul in that. He brings casual eyes and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I don't. I wouldn't put him in that echelon. No, no, he's not on that level, but like he's a part-timer. No, no, no. It's a part-timer, but I don't think he would draw the money those three would draw. No, no, not right? yet. No. Uh, you know what? Four. Cena. Cena, too, yeah. Right? Those four guys. Here's the thing that I always say. For guys like Seth, he always complains a lot about this stuff. If you want to get to that level, dude, then get to that level. Nobody's stopping you. They got to a certain level. If you want that position, get it. No, well, I mean, I don't think Seth is... I've never heard Seth complain. Have you? Yeah, he complained about the part-timers before. He was complaining about it. They do all the hard work. Daniel Bryan, same thing. There's only a few stars, like mega, mega stars in this business, and you can't fault them. People want to see them. You're going to take the paycheck and come out. So how it goes. So well, all about I money. Mean, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, and I think you only reach that level when you start to wind down. I mean, if you think about it, the Cena-Rock feud was a bit of a shoot you know, they, they legitimately didn't like each other because Cena was saying the same things until he actually yeah. went to that world and understood what went into it mm -hmm. and, and what it took. 
I mean, you know, doing Peacemaker and doing all the movies that he did and all the appearances and everything that he's done, John Cena this is, you know, he's finally understood what The Rock goes through to get to these shows and try to make the time for these shows, right? So I I think it's until you actually put those shoes on, you start to understand. But I can understand from where those guys are coming from. I mean, it's frustrating, but you know what? I agree with them. But if you want the spot, get it. Go to the but, UFC, become heavyweight yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah, make but, none of, one but, movie, but right? none of them complain when they see their paychecks after one of those it's guys is being on the show. Everybody yeah. gets a bump in their paycheck. Even the smallest guy gets a bump in his paycheck, yeah, right? Absolutely. Right. He might make four thousand that night. Well, guess what? You're making six thousand tonight, kid. Right. I think so, it was Kevin Nash or Rick Flair. I can't remember which one it was who said it, but it's all about the money and the miles. It's who right? you work with, right? I mean, if you that always too. listen to the old guys talk, we made a lot of money together. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't hear that from the young guys and stuff like that. But the older guys, they knew what programs would make money. If Ric Flair came to your town, you wanted to be the guy who worked with him. I mean, right, because you knew those few paychecks, that couple of months, you're going to make more money than you would normally once he leaves the territory. Absolutely. So, I mean, ultimately, everyone who fought Hogan while he was on top of his game made more money working with Hogan. Yep. All those guys will say, yeah, we made great money together. We we did good business together. Exactly. Right? So, I mean, we can never forget that. So, this is why those guys still come. If they didn't have exactly. a name, if they didn't carry any weight, they wouldn't show up. Heck no. They wouldn't, right? they wouldn't want them either. Right? You don't, like, as much as I like Kevin Nash and stuff, he will never draw like those guys did, no. even though he was a big never. name. Never. Right? As big as Triple H is, et cetera, et cetera. I go down the line here, man. These guys, they're huge names. They're monster names. But standalone, like I said, this is why we have the Rushmore. This is why we have the Rushmore's, right? I wouldn't even put Flair in that group. There's only four of them. Hogan, Rock, Austin, and maybe Cena. Not even Hogan these days. Well, not anymore. He's almost 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. If you look at the current four guys that rule wrestling, in my opinion, it's Cena, um, Rock, Austin, and Lesnar. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Yep. That's it. That's the top of the mountain. Now, speaking of something you wanted to tell me earlier here, is what's going on with fucking Logan Paul and the UFC? People have, have been listening to the podcast. I've always been a huge Paul Brothers fan, especially Logan. I've even said my kid's favorite drink is that Prime Energy drink. It's like a Gatorade. He just signed a deal with Dana White today for U, at UFC for the Prime drink to be UFC's official drink. Big deal. They didn't release some details of how much money it was or how long it is. A prime energy drink is now the official drink of the UFC. So no. another thing, Paul Brothers just keep going, man. I told everybody about a year ago, whenever he came out, Logan Paul's a champion. He's, he's phenomenal. He's a great character, and he proved it again at Royal Rumble, and, and good for him. So I just want to bring that up. UFC's new drink. It's prime drink. If you haven't tried it, try it. It's like a Gatorade, maybe a little better. It's for you to find you to decide. But, yeah, that's a new drink of uh, him and KSI. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um... Good for him. Yeah, no, good for him. I thought he was going to fight or something. It's just a drink deal. Well, fair enough. That's good. I thought he was going to mm-hmm. jump in there and do something. And not to mention uh, Logan Paul. Got, he got Floyd Mayweather to have an exhibition fight with him. So he's done a lot of big things. And he's no, he's done good stuff. I mean, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's done good things. Um, Some questionable things too, obviously. But, I mean, he's rebounded. Like, Let me ask you, how do you feel about him filming, you know, that, the whole thing in Japan? I mean, considering everything that he's done now and whatnot, do you... Are you okay with all that stuff? What did he do? What do you mean? So basically when he was still doing YouTube stuff and this and that, he took a lot of heat for this, right? This almost destroyed him in a way. Is uh, He was in Japan or something, and apparently there's this section of force, and I, I don't have all the details. I'm just kind of trying to remember mm. from, from what happened. But this is where people go and commit suicide. And you would see people hanging from trees and stuff like they'd go in there and cut them all down, right? But in Japan, I guess with education and work, it's so stressful, right? Like, I mean, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Kids here complain about having to go to school for five, six hours. In Japan, they go for eight hours a day. And their parents make them study their And their parents off. study for another four hours after that. So you spend 12 hours a day studying. And if your grades aren't supposed to be, most of these guys fall into depression. A lot of them, you know, mm. really consider and attempt. And unfortunately, some are successful in killing themselves over the stress and the shame of getting an A and not an A plus, you know? Yeah. So 
apparently Logan was out there. I've never seen any of this stuff, but he was filming and he was showing the people hanging from the trees and they were joking and, you know, what, you know, typical Logan style, the way his character is or that, whatever. But... Yeah, this was back in, you know, I don't know, early 2010s, mid. He would have been like 17, 18 year old kid then. So, I mean, it's important if he did do that. It's, it's, if he did do that, it's in poor taste, but. Well, I think I that's a lot of the reason why I don't agree with him is just because if but you I have mean, that we got guys in wrestling, Stone Cold beat his wife. I mean, we cheer for the guy. So the guys have done way worse. No, 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 no. I know what you're did. saying. I know what it's you're saying. Poor taste. I don't yeah. agree with him doing that. If he did that, he's wrong. But either way, yeah. besides that, um, he was a kid if he did do that. And he's doing great things. He's athletic. He's got the USC deal. He's on the Royal Rumble. Good yeah. for him. No, 100%. But, I hear that. I hear that. But, um, uh, yeah. But anyways, I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear um, about that a little bit, though. Unfortunate situation, but he's rebounded himself. He shouldn't have done that. I agree with that. I yeah, 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 yeah. But he's rebounded. You know, I I just wanted to see if you knew about it. That's all. Not really. I heard because I know you, everything we always talk about. We always say, yeah, this guy's this good character, but he did all these bad things as well. Yeah, and no, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. So, um, anyways, one yeah. more thing I wanted to touch on here really quickly, and this is really early in WrestleMania season, but talk about Gunther is all over the place. This guy really, really outdid himself at the Royal Rumble. There yeah. are big plans for him. That being said, this is kind of contradictory to what we just said about the guy. There are big plans for him to drop the title, the Intercontinental title, at Mania. Now, there's two opponents that they're looking at, right? You could either have Brock versus... Lashley at the Elimination Chamber and get that done and go straight to Brock versus Gunther at Mania because they did have that standoff and they kind of looked at each other Yeah, and Brock regardless of what people think or whatever, that guy's there to put people over yeah. he did yeah. it for Drew McIntyre and if he likes you, he's kind of like an Andre but a smaller Andre, if he likes you, he will put you over if he doesn't like you, he'll fucking kick you out of the locker room sort of a deal. That's the kind yeah. of guy that Brock is, right? That would be huge for Gunther to beat a Lesnar. That would definitely put him on the map over the next yeah, level. Yeah, and, so. and, and Brock is the kind of guy that will allow him to pin him. Yeah. If it means good for the business. He did that for Drew. Yeah. Right? And, and he sold it that way. Like, Brock is no, you know, Brock is a monster. He's always been a monster. But to let a guy like Goldberg come in and beat him in 35 seconds... Uh, to have Drew McIntyre eliminate him from the Royal Rumble after he eliminated half the card himself. You know, those yeah. little things like that, you got to recognize, man, as a wrestling fan, as a fan, as a casual fan, that guys like Triple H, guys like Brock Lesnar, guys like Hulk Hogan, they take a lot of fucking heat for, for, for not putting guys over. But if you think about it, they put over more guys. Oh, yeah. Than Absolutely. they won. 100%. The whole reason Batista came back to wrestling was so he could put over Triple H. Because Triple H put him over so many times. Absolutely. And you look mm -hmm. at Triple H's WrestleMania record, he's he's probably got more losses at Mania than anyone else. Yeah. Than anyone else, in my opinion, because he's always putting everyone over to, you know. Yep. Same with totally Cena. Same with yep. Cena. Right? So... Anyone who says that these guys are just in it for themselves and they're selfish. That's not true at all. Go back and watch some matches where these guys have lost and put the right guy over. Right? 100% if you do, yeah. Okay. Now, if you want to think about it, I wouldn't say that for Stone Cold. Stone Cold went home and, and took his ball and went home because he didn't want to put over Brock Lesnar. Like a total crybaby. Yep. Right? Shawn Michaels, as much as he is what he is and he's beautiful, he didn't want to put over certain guys. True. Right. Another example of John Cena, Brutus Clay. Remember that guy? Yeah. His match at Mania got canceled because the match before it went too long, right? Yeah. So Cena standing in the curtain, and he could obviously see the guy was disappointed because you know it's WrestleMania. So Cena goes, What, your match is canceled? He goes, Oh shit, you know what? I gotta go to the washroom. I'm gonna be about seven to eight minutes. So Vince looks up and goes, Where are you going? I'm going to the washroom. I'm gonna be about six to seven minutes, eight minutes. In essence, he's basically allowing Brutus to get out there, there and get him out there to do his thing, as small as the segment was. 
Brutus says he'll never, ever, regardless what anyone ever says about John Cena, they will never forget that because of what he did. That was awesome that he did that Absolutely. for him. All right, Chance, I tell you what, brother man, we've been going at it for a long time here today. Uh, do you got a top five or anything to, to end this? I do. What do you, you got, ready? brother? I'm ready, man. I'm always ready for you, Chance, Michael. Let's hear your... Um... Let's go with this since we brought him up during the podcast. Okay, I want to get you in the ring one day, brother. Let's hear, <laughs> let's hear your top five uh, Kevin Nash moments. Top five Kevin Nash moments. Uh, I guess number one would be when he debuted on WCW, tapping Eric Bischoff on the shoulder, and he comes into the screen. Obviously, that would be my number one moment. Okay. Number two moment would be when he uh, turned on Shawn Michaels. Yep. Cool. Um, that would be number two for me. Number three would be the segment that he had with CM Punk. Oh yeah, uh, the interview Love segment it. that was pretty fun as well. Uh, number four would be the finger poke of doom because of all the controversy and everything that was surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, when he fought Hogan and you know they kind of reformed the NWO again, sort of a deal. And number five would be Kevin Nash starting his own podcast called Click This. Uh, great insight. And that's the one thing I'll say about him. He has great insight. Very his smart. Knowledge, his knowledge is impeccable when it comes to the business. So I really find it enjoyable to hear his take and, uh, you know, hear some I of never listened stories. to the podcast. Yeah, I've heard his interviews. He's very smart. But yeah, no, it's, it's a good podcast. It's, it's insightful. <laughs> he doesn't hold back any punches. He tells it like it is. I, I think that's right up your alley, ch Chance, man. I think Yeah, no, I like Kevin. I want to hear us haven't gone to Check that it button. out. Check it yeah. out. It's really cool. It's not a Conrad. It's not a Conrad Thompson, you know, podcast. He's got his own co-host in there. And um, yeah, I'll check it out. He talks about the product. He talks about everything, you know, and, and he's not afraid to say what's on his mind. Uh, in a way, I almost feel that we're getting the conversations that he would have had with the click back in the day when they were all on the road. I mean, all these guys ever talked was wrestling. They talked, ate, sleep, shit, fucked wrestling. That's why there's some of the best of all time. Right? There's some of the best minds in the world there, right? So uh, it's a great show. Check it out. All right, Chance, yeah. I'll tell you what, brother, man. I have to run here. We got to get yeah. the evening going. Uh, homework needs to be done. Editing needs to be done. We got to get this bad boy out onto the marketplace as well. So that being said, I am Bobby Sampson, joined with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that like, subscribe, and download the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the infamous words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it till Thursday. For Sampson Chance, everyone have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah. <laughs>